we're, we're here. Good. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for having that conversation with me. Mm -hmm. um, I like that we're seated like this because it's really in the ambience of the the thing you do here, and that's mm -hmm. at your place. So, um, the, the actually the, the first thing I wanted to go into with you is um, if you can break down and talk about the different. Uh, variation and, and um, thing that you have in yoga because I know that it's like um, different styles different style things. and different name that I couldn't I was going to say a name but yeah. I know, but I, I just <laughs> totally and you know with our studio too we like we honor the styles um, and their evolution especially in like modern western yoga yeah. um, but we've named them differently for noble as well mm. so there's a lot to remember oh, I see. there okay. but um, first I want to say thank you so much yeah. for having me I really appreciate that I've I, try to like not uh, be too giddy, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I was really excited to do this and cool. I'm really honored. So yeah, the, the breakdown of the styles. I mean, generally speaking, you have different styles like vinyasa yoga, which um, is very flowing. So usually one breath per movement. And then you have hatha yoga, which is um, more like five to ten breaths in mm -hmm. each uh, posture or each asana um, and then there might be a little bit of flowing movement in like an arms or something but you usually hold the shape um, and then there's like yin restorative I find nowadays those two um, styles get a little mel mel you know melded together um, but you hold basically a shape for can it be anywhere from a minute to 10 mm -hmm. minutes? And um, traditionally in yin yoga, you wouldn't really use any props. And in restorative, you do use a lot more props to kind of support the body while it relaxes. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the difference there. And then we have meditation classes. And I mean, the list goes on because then there's like kind of like these offshoots of, of each style in its own way as well. And, and now we live in a time where um, people get creative. Mm -hmm. But here at Noble, I renamed, for the purposes of this studio, I renamed each style a little differently. Um, so for the vinyasa, it's called the rise. Mm -hmm. um, for the hatha yoga, it's called the refinement. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have like our own set sequence of a hot series. Um, and I mean, as we all know, that was Bikram. And so I'm not, I'm using some inspirations from that series. And then I've also just incorporated some other, a little bit of flowing and a little bit of, um, yeah, just, breath work mm -hmm. and we call that the ritual mm -hmm. and then we have the yin which is like the repose and the ruminant which is the meditation so all ours mm -hmm. um but I, I because i think people kind of can attach i don't know maybe their own definition or even a judgment mm -hmm. if they've already had an experience with yoga and it didn't align or or it really did align and so that's what they're looking for mm -hmm. i just wanted to create a, you know uh, a space where yeah there's a there's a container in which each style is sort of supposed to fit within to a degree but then we can also express ourselves as teachers in this space and and bring our own offerings and wisdom mm -hmm. to the way that we teach without people kind of going, oh, this should be like that, mm -hmm. because I want to break away from expectation. Okay. Yeah. So that's mainly for that to 
appropriate the the thing and, and make your twist in it yeah um, and so people also don't step in with the preconceived idea of what what would be that type of yoga and stuff like that totally yeah. and i mean in the descriptions you know, and I could go on about this forever, but I'll kind of, you know, wrap up this question in mm -hmm. this way. But in the descriptions, it does say what we're nodding towards in terms of the style, like in, to give you an idea of what to expect. But I really want people to come in here and kind of free themselves of having to, to know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. we already, I think most of us, we come from a place of like, wanting to control or needing to plan or and I get it I'm a mother I own a business just generally as a person I'm a bit OCD but here like just this one space where you can just let that all go and mm -hmm. I, you know I my other teachers will will take care of you mm -hmm. yeah. why, why do you think it's important to have a space to be able to do that especially today yeah yes <laughs> especially nowadays I think we live in a society that um, we hear a lot about self-care now. I think it's really been commercialized. Mm -hmm. Is that a bad thing? I, no, I, it's great that we're having that conversation. I don't necessarily believe that when something becomes trendy, we've arrived in actually achieving mm -hmm. um, what the true purpose of that need originally came from. Um, but it's great we're all talking about self-care and mental health and things like that. I think to go beyond the point of just talking about it and to get past the point of it being a materialistic thing, um, coming to a space where you start to focus on less of the to-do list or even the list of things that you think you're not doing, you wish you were doing, so the berating that can happen. I think it's important to be able to come to a space where like the only focus is your breath. And for you to not you know, you, I, we, to not have to know all the answers mm -hmm. or know what the plan is. Because I think then that starts a new practice of like trusting the process and also deepening the relationship with self that you're gonna be able to show up in every moment that life offers you. And it doesn't have to be perfect because it's a practice, um, but you will have the tools or you will gain the tools from the experience. Mm -hmm. And I think we practice that in the body first mm -hmm. And then we carry that into life as a whole. Right. And and how can this benefit people once they're gonna um, get out of here? Is it something? Do you feel like it's it's resetting people? Do you think how how does that yeah. add up? And that that's that glimpse of calmness into the chaos of yes. people's life. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's a really great question. I think, you know, we get people for a moment in their day or sometimes just, a, you know, an hour in the week. You mm -hmm. know, people come as much as they can and usually, you know, a yoga practice or any self-care practice is the first thing to get eliminated from the list when you're busy. Mm -hmm. So... Which is too bad, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it adds up over time in terms of the difference it can make if you can come a little more regularly but even in just that one hour or 50 minutes whatever class you're taking um, if you're lucky enough to have enough time in your day to take the 90 minute classes um, I, I love what you said about it resetting because it, it, if we stop when we're feeling chaotic in the mind you know 
especially say anxiety, mm -hmm. if we stop when we're having an anxious moment and we just breathe, you're not in a class, you're just at home and you just take like three to five deep breaths, that does um, change the way even your amygdala, you know, this sort of animalistic response um, happens naturally. It gives your body a chance to go, okay, I'm, I'm, I can be grounded. I, I can slow down. Where are my feet? What am I doing with my hands? How am I feeling? Mm -hmm. So if that can happen in three to five breaths, I believe it has an even greater impact when you come to a place like Noble and you're doing that for anywhere from, you know, half an hour to a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. um, because now we're just drawing out that little bit of what I like to call um, like a holistic medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so it, it gives you the opportunity to just like be more relaxed in your... Yeah in your day and, and make better decision because like you said we make better decision when we tend to be relaxed than than through anxiety even even though sometimes you know stress can be good but most of the time it's it's better to settle down a little bit before and even having and this is my greatest struggle in life mm -hmm. is like knowing when we need to go into like um survival mode yeah. because it is a hundred percent it's a tool mm -hmm. it, it we've come about those ways of being honestly some situation or experience in life made us go i have to act now mm -hmm. but how do you let that go so it doesn't become the only way that you respond to what you know anything in life yeah. because it can be so small all of a sudden you're snapping at people and the situation doesn't even call for it or you're like driving in your car and somebody kind of cuts you off and you're like giving them the finger and it's like is that necessary like what else is actually mm -hmm. happening for you yeah yeah it's, it's really I like that it's really important to just be aware of, of, of these things. That's like, for me, it's like step one to be aware of your emotion, how you feel in distress and things. Because you can't control anything if, you don't first, if you're not first aware of, of, mm -hmm. uh, of these things. Do you feel like, because um, you, you haven't done yoga your entire life, right? Mm -hmm. It's right. How, how long it's been like the first yoga session you, you you've Yeah, made. I think I um, committed to a practice in 2008 or 2009. Okay. So do, do, do you feel, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Uh, do, do, can you see a before and after in your day-to-day -day life, like outside of, of yoga? It, is it something that helped you in a different level mentally or reconnect mm -hmm. with your body or just being more aware of body awareness probably? Yeah. And, and, uh, your approach like outside of, of yoga like do you mm. feel like it's something that improved yeah. and helped you with all that and, and if yes what exactly yeah. and how etc yeah it's funny this is um a, like a deeper question almost and so cut me off anytime but um mm -hmm. yes and the reason why is because i did not and it's different for everybody but i didn't enter into yoga i really actually didn't enter into yoga by my own choice. No one forced me to go there, but it was an invitation because I had fled from Toronto to Vancouver from a severely um, abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, without making this like a trigger warning, but like, no, sure. I, 
I almost died from the abuse. Mm -hmm. um, one relationship left me on the street and uh, I was in critical care and then the other relationship um, was less physical but more like uh, like locked me in a room for hours, mm -hmm. days sometimes on mm -hmm. end. So I can talk about that on surface level now but you know, there's more trauma work that is to be done there, but sort sure. of fast forwarding to when I was able to, uh, with the help of my father and the rest of my family, like literally run away from Toronto, move to Vancouver. You can imagine that I really didn't feel like I had ownership of my own body. Mm -hmm. um, being objectified for so long creates this barrier between understanding like, yes, I move in my own body, but like, this is, like, I, I don't, I, you just go into a place of just extreme dissociation in mm -hmm. every moment. So it was my father who actually brought me to my first yoga class and I was kind of anti-therapy back then, mm -hmm. only because my experience in these little spurts um, was that it was talk therapy and that's really hard to talk about trauma at that time, mm -hmm. it was too fresh. And so he, he invited me, he was already doing the practice and he said like, okay, maybe this is a way for you to start to get back into your body you don't have to talk about any of the things that are hurt, you know that are hurtful inside mm -hmm. you um and you can just start to like like literally somatically like feel yeah. your body i um, mean start to associate emotions and sensations um and that honestly was the beginning it was like a therapeutic process for me um and I, I came and went from the practice. I was like really dedicated for a few years and then um, many things have happened along the way, like addiction being a part of my story and et cetera, et cetera. And we can touch on those things, but each time I left the practice, um, you know, going back into those sort of trauma responses, survival responses, um, which I needed at one time, but didn't necessarily need anymore. It was yoga that like, when all was lost, I had, be, I had associated it now with being the thing that could help. And so I do believe um, that it can make an incredible difference. And the way that it's impacted me now outside, of course, you know, that's what is that, how we're in 2023, so we're talking over 15 years now, you know, like, I have had an incredible journey of practicing and teaching and now owning my own studio. But outside of this space, though this is my favorite facilitator, it's created a, an ability to um, like see people and, and hear people and, like, and be empathetic in terms of like what could be going on beyond what is spoken, mm. you know? Like, yeah. and, because we feel a lot more sometimes than we're able to even articulate or that yeah. we ourselves can even define. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, how long was the moment, from the moment you started mm -hmm. until the moment you realized you, you actually wanted to make a career out of it and eventually uh, teach and eventually mm -hmm. have your your own studio. How long was the, and how was the, the process in between? Um, and, and and how long? And at the time, so you arrive in Vancouver and you you start 
doing yoga, practicing mm -hmm. yoga. Yeah. Um, at, at that time, uh, what, what were you doing also professionally uh, at that moment? Uh, at there that was moment, two questions in one. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little ADD, so I can probably grab them all. Um, I was 18 at that time, okay. so... Oh, okay, super Yeah, young. so I'm like 32 and a half <laughs> now. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty young at that time. I had moved out when I was 15 and then kind of like, you know, the roller coaster that comes with moving out as a child. But mm -hmm. um, at that time, I was kind of just bouncing around, honestly. I, I started going to yoga probably in the first week I had moved to Vancouver. So that kind of set me on that path. And in the meantime, because I'm a high school dropout, um, I was looking for ways of getting back into an educational setting mm -hmm. and like for my own learning and how to go about that um, without necessarily having to go back and redo high school because yeah. um, it was June I think of like 2008 or 2009 um, when I had moved to Vancouver so I was about to be 19 in like half a year like going back to high school just felt like oh. um, so stay in school. <laughs> um, don't do drugs. Okay, now I've said it. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so and and so the what ended up happening from there is I actually went down a path of film. So I'd gone into um, a like a youth employment program, mm -hmm. all centered around teaching you employment skills through um, filmmaking. Okay. And then that, I finished that program and that kind of helped me create a package that I applied with as a mature student and went back to school at Capilano University in Vancouver in North Van. Um, and then I did that for a little bit. Um, so that, that kind of like was ongoing and I, I kept with film for like off and on, I mean, I did really good as a mature student, like when I went back to university, and then I, you know, that, again, I, I didn't have all the tools to sort of sustain, so mm -hmm. I dropped out, I think, in my third year, and I, and then I was like really heavy into my addiction, mm -hmm. um, which at that time was a coping mechanism for all the trauma that I wasn't necessarily yeah. um, dealing with, mm -hmm. you know, and but nonetheless, I kind of carried on. I, I actually worked at the National Film Board, and then I worked at a couple production offices, and then, um, and then I kind of segued into restaurant work. I like paused on film, segued into restaurant work, which you can imagine doesn't really bode well if you are already an, an addict. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got out of the restaurant industry and went back to film and kept with that until I was... Um, primarily a second assistant director, a little bit of first assistant directing mm -hmm. as well. I think what happened was is I had this, and I mean, it's like there's so many things happening in my head right now because I'm like, wow, when somebody asks you about your life, you're like, yeah, oh, shit, yeah. that happened, mm -hmm. you know, and this and this and this. But my addiction um, 
kept taking me out. So I had mm. of, like, of yoga, you mean, or, or of, no, of your, your drugs. generally? Yeah. Yeah. But take, taking you out of like, ah, what do you um, mean? I uh, mean, like taking me out, like putting me down almost like overdosing. And so oh, taking I me see. out almost of, of life as a I whole, see, see, you know, yeah, yeah. and then you and taking me out of jobs mm, and opportunities mm -hmm. and, and even just being able to show up for like social like mm -hmm. functions because, mm. you know, when you're using so heavily, you feel so terrible about yourself, but also like you isolate because who else is using like, like mm. no one can know, right? No one yeah. can see this. You don't even want to look at yourself. And so it was like this, like, you know, okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I'd be okay for a bit. And then one thing or another would happen. And then I, you know, start up again and, mm. and, um, so relapsing and I hadn't found a 12 step program yet at this time, to be honest, I don't even think I called myself an addict. I had the story in my mind that like, I'm, I'm just having a hard time, mm. you know, and when I'm not gonna, when, if I do better and I'm not having a hard time, I won't need drugs or alcohol anymore. And the thing about that is, is that, that it's not about having a good time or a bad time. It's trauma. Mm -hmm. It's a trauma response. Yeah. Um, so it was, I wasn't in recovery yet. Um, I was still using heavily. I was working in film. And then it was just, you know, between 14 and 20 hour days, five to six days a week working on uh, feature films. Like it was uh, a lot. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had like another uh, breakdown and decided I need to uh, stop what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to take a temporary break uh, from working in film. I was at the height of my career. So like I was being offered the jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the moment when I was like, I don't think I want mm -hmm. this or certainly I'm not, I'm not doing okay personally, even mm. if this part is doing well. And so there was a teacher training at the studio that I practiced at all the time in Vancouver. Um, and they, they had this part-time program. And I was like, this is great. I can still kind of pick up, you know, some day work in film, but take this training. And so I, for just my mental health, Because I'm always of the mindset now, knowing who I am, that if I just have time off, that's a dangerous thing for mm -hmm. me. Um, so I took this training, and I wasn't going to be a teacher. And then one of my teacher trainers, um, well, both of them, honestly, I, I love them so much. They're still in my life today. But um, one of them was like, you know, I'll take you under my wing. And mm -hmm. like, I, I, think you, I think that you have something. Um, And, and she showed me that it was so much more than just like this hobby, mm -hmm. you know, that there was a real, I already knew this, but I think professionally I had not connected that this spiritual practice could also be a profession and that it could be like uh, the way I build my whole life. Um, and so then I started to, you know, for lack of a better expression, hustle in this area and try and make a real go of it, which was an, which was interesting because I was still using drugs mm -hmm. and alcohol at the time. Um, How were you feeling at that? What was your relationship with yoga at that point? 
was it was it something that was helping you like for for really was helping you mm -hmm. uh, reconnecting like, with with your body maybe escape a little bit yeah i mean escape not escape but um was it would, would you feel like it was helping you yes like yeah right? totally i mean i think it was yeah escape is not necessarily the wrong word it was helping me escape from the demons mm -hmm. in my mind um for sure uh it's hard to use drugs and practice yoga people might have a different <laughs> different mm -hmm. experience than that but i it's not like i was smoking weed you know so yeah. um I, like it it was something else and so um I couldn't do that and come to my mat. So it was like this really beautiful way of like, hey, I have this thing I want to show up for that I have to show up for. And it, it gave, you know, it was like these little recesses in between any of the other ways I lived my life, which was kind of proving a point to me, a point I needed to prove to myself many times throughout my life. But, but the point being that like, um, you might not have to use, mm -hmm. you know, you might not have to only be, um, in this chaotic, unmanageable state of thinking, of feeling, of living. Um, and so without even knowing it though, but also like it always has been, um, it was saving me. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's why I was drawn to take, picking it up as a profession yeah. because, because it was the, the thing that always kept me or got me clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it would give you like accountability that you need to, I mean, accountability, like something that you, especially if it's professional, something that's like going to, yeah, it's not like, oh, am I going to go or not? If, if it gets you like, your I job, think accountability is the perfect yeah. word though, because you have to think like for me, like when I worked in restaurants, everybody's kind of drinking and doing drugs. Maybe not everybody, everybody, but it's mm -hmm. very normal to the industry. Yeah. And then when I'm working in film, ditto right mm -hmm. it's very normal and socially acceptable to the industry mm -hmm. when you're working in yoga <laughs> it's kind of hard to be like you know take care of yourself love yourself you know and i mean these all sound like frou-frou-y lines but like honestly like taking care of yourself loving yourself honoring oh, yeah. yourself like these are actually like we throw them around we see them all over instagram but like what does that mean really and mm -hmm. how can you how can you put that out there if you are not living it authentically? Now, the, it might be your authentic truth. It was my authentic truth. And every time I heard it, what it did was it gave the part of me that wanted to save my life, it gave that part of me a voice. And all of a sudden, this part of me had more of a chance to speak up against the other part of me that was so loud for so long, which is your trash, you're stupid, you know, you're, 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 your life is worthless, you're never gonna heal, you're never gonna be good at A, B, C, D, all the things mm. that we can tell ourselves, whether you have extreme trauma in your past or, you know, a lower level of trauma, because it's all really self-defining. If you've mm. been impacted, you've been impacted. But it just, it gave a podium to a part of myself that I, I never really listened to because I, I was never enough for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I yeah. think it's the one for me, for me, it was the one thing that I found in my life whew, um, that, uh, that just like it asked of me 
in a different way. It, it, it asked me be, to be more honest, you mm -hmm. know? And so, you know, the self-reflection ultimately culminated mm -hmm. in making the ultimate choice to get clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what is, what is beautiful to see is that it, it's by being honest with yourself that you open that side of you that like mm -hmm. the self-worth and the self-love from the, the honest part. And that's, totally. that's what is um, really good about that story I, I, I found. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're doing that, um, how would you call it, that, that uh, course? No, yeah, the course. Yeah, the where, workshop. Uh, the workshop. Mm -hmm. And you go through this and you start teaching at that moment in that studio. Yeah, or? the training. Yep, I went through the teacher training and then I basically uh, didn't leave any of them alone until mm -hmm. they gave me a chance to mm -hmm. teach for them. Um, I mean, it expanded to more than that. You know, the, the beauty about having an addictive personality is that once you set your mind to something, you will really go for it. And mm -hmm. so I took every mentorship and every training <laughs> and I just like threw myself completely. Yeah. I was like, I'll do it all. Eventually, I, I had my, my mentor and teacher, Kay Gillespie, she actually was like, okay, and you know, at some point you might wanna like just focus mm -hmm. what it is you wanna learn more about. And, um, and she did it so lovingly, but it was a great, it was a beautiful way of being like, okay, now let me narrow and choose the path um, more intentionally. But in the beginning, I just was like, I'm gonna, I, I don't know what doors I want to walk through and what doors I don't wanna walk through. I don't know what's valuable and what isn't valuable. What I do know is that at this point, information is an incredible thing. Knowledge is an incredible thing. And I love learning. It's ironic that I dropped out of school, but I actually love learning and so, I think I just needed a space where I loved what I was learning about. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for, um, I took, and then I took any, I, I volunteered, I took like the worst paying teaching gigs, I had a car, I drove from one end of the greater Vancouver area to the other end and then back and like, you know, you just, uh, you know, I got to the point where I was teaching 25 classes a week. Oh, yeah. So it's a lot, mm -hmm. including the driving and I slept in my are um, but but I, I like it was so fulfilling and then through that time period I got offered um, a, you know several the, my home studio took me in mm -hmm. and they were behind me all the way and they I auditioned for them like four times mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so when they finally accepted I mean they just like they opened that door wide open and uh, like uh, and then they, like, I just, yeah, I just had a, I had an incredible community of people who um, gave me lots of feedback um, in constructive ways, but also like, you know, blunt ways, which really helped me grow and thicken my skin, where it was like, I can handle the truth yeah. and still believe in myself, like both can exist, right? Mm -hmm. I can be growing and working on things and also, you know, be legit. Yeah. Um, and then that, that kind of, so that was, I think it was 10, nine years, 10, nine, nine years till I took the training from when I first walked into a room and then another four or five years, um, 
to when I, well, after that, I just started teaching. Okay. Yeah. Four, five years? Yeah, so I, I messed that up. It's nine years when I took the training. It was about a year of hustling. And then since that year of hustling, I guess now it's like I'm in my sixth year of teaching. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. How, how does the... Um, I mean, the, the, the thing is, because well, at that point, when you're in that year of, of hustling, how were you, were, did you know that you were going to go like all out at that point and that you wanted your own studio and things and like, what, what, did you have any like long-term thing or it was really just like, I need to do that, that and I know and just like, <laughs> let's just do everything I can right now. Um, to, if you want to, uh, to be really honest, if somebody ever, um, uh, my family's going to laugh at me, if anybody ever brought up uh, owning my own studio, mm -hmm. I would actually get mad. I, I really didn't believe in myself at that point to mm -hmm. be able to do something like this. And also fear, like even if I believed in myself, I lived in Vancouver at the time, so like it was expensive mm -hmm. and I had this idea in my head that I'm new, I'm new, I'm new, I'm mm -hmm. new. And being new at something is really important because that humbles you to being open to learning, but at some point it can teeter into I'm still not good enough. Mm -hmm. um, and in reality, there can be people who have been teaching yoga for 25 years and, you know, bless them, I'm not going to be going to their class, you know? Yeah. If you don't work on your craft, if you're not dedicated, you know, time doesn't necessarily make you better. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so I, I, I got angry about that. It's, it was, we've owned businesses in, in my family. I owned a restaurant. That's a story for another day. Mm -hmm. And then um, my brother owns, uh, he's a very successful owner of Nemesis Coffee in Vancouver. Um, so entrepreneurship is in my blood. Mm -hmm. But I think there was an element of self-defeat and also economically just yeah. didn't seem viable. The dream started to become a little more um, real as like a potential but a way offshoot somewhere in the years of teaching, but mm -hmm. I think it wasn't even a full-on studio. It was more like retreats or teacher trainings and mm -hmm. doing something more mobile yeah, business. And then I came to Vernon. Okay. The city of possibilities. <laughs> I came to Vernon and was like, this is it. <laughs> I mean, the, this, you know, it's funny. You wouldn't give a small, small town where 40,000 people may be closer to 50 now. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't give it so much credit when you're an outsider walking in or looking in, but mm -hmm. it's, it's funny because I mean, here we are together and it, yeah. there is actually so much room for possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's more because it's more like the humans that are creating possibilities and not where you are. It's, yeah. it's, it's almost, uh, it's not as relevant as people. Yeah. Um, what, how, what were during, um, this, what, um, what are things, if you can recall, like maybe specific things that you either did or think about or like that that helped you with your uh with self-love and self-worth mm -hmm. were they actions and like seeing things that 
you know you did and the results of things that you did was it more in the action or was it more in the mm -hmm. the mind like through that journey from the moment you started to do all that to maybe that can come as early as to today but through throughout all this like rebuilding yourself mm -hmm. uh, if you have like specific things that you can say that that really helped you um yeah achieve know, that yeah yeah, I mean, number one, hands down, I will always say um, I am a proud member um, of Narcotics Anonymous mm -hmm. and also Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I mean, it's an anonymous program, but I can break my own anonymity and just say that, like, you know, uh, it has helped me mm -hmm. um, immensely. Uh, I went into that room very broken, you know, a room being a meeting room, but just generally claiming my seat in the program of recovery of a 12-step program. Um, I was very, very broken, and it is a community of people that can relate in their own ways, but mm -hmm. completely understand the feeling of uh, self-hatred and loathing um, and loneliness. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Lo the loneliness that you feel when you're coming from that place yeah. um, and they see you and you don't have to explain yourself mm -hmm. you know or or defend yourself or justify your actions instead actually it calls you it calls upon you to be really honest so mm -hmm. like if you you know if you were did some fucked up shitty things there's a whole step on that so that you can take make cake accountability and make amends um, so that is the number one thing and in that, it, you know, it talks about, you know, loving self and, you know, the community of people around you loving you until you know how to do that. And there's just, I mean, like, I, I won't go into the whole thing, but yeah. it's a great program. And it is not just the foundation of my life today, but it, I, I work that program and that program works in my life every single day mm -hmm. um, in a really intentional way. And then in a sort of divine way sometimes mm -hmm. um, blows my mind. Um, therapy. Mm -hmm. I would say that yes, you know, doing my own practice on the mat and, and, and all of that, like that gave me something for me, but to understand how to really translate it and even start to like expand on um, how a yoga practice, because it's all related for me, can be so powerful. Um, it's like what comes up for me in those moments, now what do I do? Right. And so it almost is like this, um, you know, like a, a circle where like, you know, yoga went into therapy for me. Therapy went back into yoga. And what I mean by that is that there's talk therapy, but there's also um, like somatics. Mm -hmm. And so really understanding what sensations are happening in the body and being able to like feel them and explain them. And I don't mean like, I feel angry mm -hmm. or I feel sad, because that is one way of saying how you feel, but how about like, where do you feel the anger? Mm -hmm. Okay, I feel it mm -hmm. in my throat. It, what does it feel like? It's constricting. Mm -hmm. It feels kind of pinchy also up, and then down it feels more like pressure. So like, just giving that as an example, like having that language, um, has helped me so much in also being able to then come into a room and teach a class and mm -hmm. and communicate yeah. what it is I'm actually trying to um, offer as an experience or invite you know my students yeah. in to experience. Um, 
there's some books that I highly recommend, you mm -hmm. know, like Pima Children is, is a beautiful book. Um, when Women Were Birds um, is another incredible book. Um, I, I read a lot of poetry, um, which is something that kind of, um, I think it just sometimes there's like the breaking it down away in like a novel or like the practices, but then when you read poetry, again, it like it evokes some kind of like emotion, mm -hmm. which then is another way of being like, mm -hmm. oh wow, this, you know, I'm, this makes me feel something. Yeah. Um, and then, and, you know, I could go on about Gabor Mate all day long. Mm -hmm. Another incredible book, and I wish I could think of the author right now, but I can always remember the title of the book, which is um, The Body um, uh, Keeps Score. Yeah. Yeah, and it is, it is the first, hopefully I quoted that right, but I just put that out there because it's the first book that more scientifically, but it actually broke down like what was happening for me and why, you know, so that I could stop being like, like, you know, I always imagined myself back in the day being like, don't do that. Like, don't mm -hmm. do, stop doing that, you know? But like, how many times have we all done that? And like, but at the same time, like there's some part of it that's like out of your control. Mm -hmm. There's practices to help take back the control and have more choice in those trauma responses. But if we don't understand that it's a trauma response like there's something actually anatomically happening so that then we know what the tools are that we each individually need to then start rewiring our brains yeah. we're just going to keep banging our mm -hmm. heads you know going it's my fault it's my fault it's not that it isn't someone's fault it's just like there's other care that can yeah. go into making a change mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the one of the general idea is that we 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 are we're carrying things, right? We store things. Yes. And and we need like things, emotions, feel or, or things like tra traumatic events and things like everything is we we, we store and carry things. Mm -hmm. And if we don't let them out, like everything, we, we, we have inputs and outputs. And if we don't, if we don't release things, uh, it, it, it stays inside. And, yeah. and I think it's, it's something that, like now it's more open, but something that's been repressed. Uh, I mean, and I mean, everybody is different, right? But there, there's, there's a lot of, um, maybe more on the men's side, I found, mm -hmm. uh, where you, you know, expressing or, or talking about how you feel yeah. um, and let things out. And yeah. it, it's, uh, it's very related to, to that. And, and it's just like being aware that you, you, they, everything that you take in, it needs to circulate, it right? It needs to. Yeah, it's funny. I was just, I love what you say. I was just having a conversation with my trauma therapist last mm -hmm. week. And I was in session with her, and um, I'm currently going uh, through a sexual assault trial. And so she asked me this question about, like, are you feeling safe? And if not, what are the, like, what happens for you? Like, when, and when is it happening? And so I explained the situation of um, sometimes I think I see the person, and 
I, this is my response. Mm -hmm. I freeze, I start panicking, my, um, my breath gets kind of short and shallow, I get a little clammy and I start shaking. And she was telling me, you know, lots of different things on how to deal with that moment, but she was like, the shaking is good. The shaking is good. Not, some of us, we just freeze, mm -hmm. but the shaking is good because of exactly what you're saying, which is when the amygdala response, response like happens, you know, you're in danger, you know, fight or flight, fight or flight, your whole body goes into this, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever happens for you. Um, for some of us, we freeze and we disassociate. For others, you know, we're just like really hyper and manic or combative. Sometimes it goes from one into the other, but none, nonetheless, you actually want to get rid of the energy. Mm. And so she was like, lean into the shaking. That's your body actually mm. trying to end the cycle where you're just like getting it out, getting it out. Mm -hmm. And because we, we don't just store the memory, you know, like the visual memory of what's happened. It's exactly what you said, where it's like, we also have the physical, like the, it's almost like a muscle memory. Mm -hmm. Like it's, yeah. we carry it in our stomach or our shoulders or, you know, we, we, if we can smell something and it remind us of someone mm -hmm. or listen to a song and we become nostalgic, oh, yeah. no, mm -hmm. like, of course there's a, like, it must also be like a, like a touch sense yeah. as well, you yeah. know, like, of course it must be in the body. Yeah. Yeah. It, especially with the the emotions that that appear with it, I just heard something like a few days ago. The you remember more strongly and better things when when you have like a, a spike of um, uh, what was the cortisol? Not cortisol. Another one. I forgot. Endorphin. Not endorphin. The ah the when you have like something extreme happening to you. Yes. I, uh, I mean, it gets it got out of my head. It's but but when there's the the when there's emotions that are attached to anything yeah. that that's how you that that links yeah. you know when you you have a taste of something or a smell or you yes. see something and and but it, it's it's just like fascinating how humans how we are just uh, how we're just carrying things because we're just the, the the addition of everything that ever happened to us mm -hmm. and it doesn't exist anymore it's just stored and we're carrying all this the good and the bad and everything yeah. in between yeah and it's just funny how it how it works but um and i think yeah. you're right about the repressed like i think we are Oh. Adrenaline, I think it was, but it came to me. <laughs> okay, whatever. what is it? Say it, say it. Adrenaline. Adrenaline, yeah. yes. How did we not <laughs> So if you, if you want to uh, learn something, like read something, and then you either go do a nice bath or something that's going to have you a peak of, of that, and, oh, and no. it's going to help you memorize the thing, but whatever. No, it's not whatever. <laughs> I'm so glad you said it. I'm glad you remembered it like now, because if we went the whole episode and we were like, hey, that thing back an hour ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think repressed is also, I, it's funny you said that. One, I do think men are repressed, you know. I, I am an advocate for, for um, in terms of the way they connect with their emotions or the ability to speak about them. I think we are struggling, like different genders um, or however you self-identify, we're each having a struggle. Um, and... I'm an advocate for women, you know, first and foremost in many ways, but I come from a family of only brothers and my father being my primary parent. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I think it's a much 
larger learning curve to be able to communicate like what is being felt mm -hmm. and what traumas as we know because there's a lot of statistics on women who've experienced sexual abuse or abuse as a child um, or just abuse in general there isn't enough men who are feeling comfortable yet to come forward to have an actual mm -hmm. i think legit st statistic on uh, you know, for men and what they've experienced. Mm -hmm. And so where does that live? You know, I think we see the side effect of it all the time in society, but coming out of um, the pandemic and without going on that, I think it amplified um, a feeling of repression. I think it tore off 100% um, certain mass, like, well, for lack of a better expression, but like, you know, certain suffocated voices, yeah. I think, also had an opportunity to speak and, and be heard. And I'm so grateful for the pandemic in that respect. Mm -hmm. But I also think that it has, um, you know, we didn't know what to do. And so I think a lot of us, everybody really, needs to go back and um, make sure they pick up their tools, you know, of therapy, you know, of, co of community, of, self-care practices beyond getting your hair and your nails done, you know, like actual yeah. self-care practices, you know, meditation, breath work, things like that. Um, so that we start to make space, not necessarily even in a dialogue between, you know, two people, but like you start to make more space to connect with your body again, you know? because connection I think was the big thing that was lost. And I think that was like in our surroundings, but also inside, mm -hmm. you know, we, a, a lot oh, of yeah. us numbed it out, right? Yeah. Shows, drinking, drugs, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm grateful to have stayed clean through that whole time, but like food, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, like it was a, it was a, yeah. it was a season of numbing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the unknown, right? Like suddenly we're, we're, we're thrown into an unprecedented situation. Um, but like you said, in all respect for the thing, there, there, there's, the thing is, I, I, I'm a firm believer, not like the, the COVID, it's just kind of like an, ext an extreme answer. Yeah. But the, to throw here and there people into an unknown situation is actually really healthy because it's going to help you, I think, being less stressed mm -hmm. in, in your daily life. When you're somebody that very often, not necessarily often, but here and there, try something new, get into something that you don't know, um, it helps you. Then when life throws at you something that you, you didn't know, you're not going to lose your shit right away. Totally. You're, that's fine. Like, I've already felt that. I felt that, that unknown. I know I can do it. Yes. I trust myself. And if you don't, if you don't let room ever for this and you're just all about, I do this and I control everything and everything is, and it's just like discipline and there's no room for, for things. Well, there's one thing that's, that's out of your control, that's unknown mm -hmm. and, and, and you're going to be way more, way more stressed. And I think unconsciously when you, when you plan your, your life and your, your days like completely fully with no room for anything mm -hmm. and you're just somebody that just wants to control everything, you're, 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 you're more stressed facing unknown events and, and, yes. and you're going to have like worse reaction, I think, um, totally. in, in moments like that. But that was just a... Well, I think like, you know, 
yeah, you don't need an extreme situation. Uh, you just need little moments. It's funny. People always yeah. say to me, oh, I can't, I can't do yoga. I'm not um, very flexible. Mm-hmm. And that, and I'm like, no, you don't come flexible. You're <laughs> like, we, we help you reach whatever, you know, capacity your body has, but we help you do that here. You don't mm-hmm. like come ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, and, and I think that just is like, I always chuckle at that statement because it's, it's really, it's fear. You've yeah. never tried it before. You're, you're not going to be good at it. But it's like you said, if you live in a bubble of comfort all the time, I mean, life doesn't work that way. It's yeah. not sustainable. It's going to throw a variable at you and like, what do you do? You mm-hmm. know? And I think, I mean, the most precious moments of my life, um, honestly, and, and the more, um, or the most delight or joy that I felt came out of a really uncomfortable time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying, hey, I want to always have, like, a breakdown before a breakthrough, but, it, you know, even if it's a long period of time, because there are things that happened, you know, in my childhood or teenagehood, whatever, you know, fast forward 10, 20, you know, or at plus years that, like, you know, I have an experience today where I go, oh, my gosh, like, I remember this thing from way back then, and it didn't make sense to me, or maybe it pained me, I moved on, whatever, and then this other thing happens today, and I go, wow, this is, mm-hmm. this is the opposite, or that, th- these two things now give me clarity, you know, like, wisdom born of experience, Yeah. so, uh, and, and often it comes from discomfort. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 100%, and linked big time we were talking about self-love and and Mm -hmm. self-worth big time with this also like congratulating yourself with facing something that was scary and you did it anyway and that 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 way you you build things um you were talking about um uh, sexual trauma Mm -hmm. i know you 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 did um was it like seminar or workshop yeah it's like a workshop can, can you explain a little bit of what you do in these and, and yeah. on what is based in extra? So we've had um, one so far and more on the way, actually. We're, um, I'm actually planning a couple uh, things around that over the coming months. But um, the last one was a... Uh, it was like a relaxation group for sexual trauma survivors, men or women. We happen to have mm-hmm. a... A room full of women but anyone is always welcome mm-hmm. um, and uh, I want to put non-binary in there as well mm-hmm. um, and so what we did is in this one and, and generally the framework is is we keep it very um, low-key in terms of uh, like we're not really talking about the subject directly yeah. it's not like a focus group or group therapy in any way we understand why we've all come together mm-hmm. to be in this space um, and then there's like a, a yin restorative class um, and then uh, really gentle this last event had Reiki other one will have like really gentle um, like hands-on assists, which you can consent to because we have consent tokens, mm-hmm. and you can change your mind any time during the class, as well as guided meditation. And so it, it's framed around, honestly, just having a space where you can walk in not hiding this thing that mm-hmm. happened to you 
and instead come together in a space where other people also acknowledge this part of their experience, you know, mm -hmm. this part of their past. Um, and then we're not alone in it so much because it's such a taboo topic. Yeah. And I find that hilarious that it's still so, um, and not in like a haha -ha way, but more in a yeah. like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, like I just, why is it still so sensitive to talk about when it's happening all the time? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I most recently expect, ex experienced sexual, um, an, a sexual assault, I spent a good chunk of time immediately after, um, like trying to hide this thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm pursuing it uh, criminally right now. Um, and so we will see what happens with that. But I, regardless, I'm not looking uh, to live alone in the shame of someone else's actions. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's exactly what I was going to say because it's part of like a little bit linked with like the, the, this project and this is why I call it like a curious curious art mm -hmm. because like it's it's crazy how we destruct ourselves and like fill ourselves with shame and things for something that happened to us by like an external company which, which like somebody else does something to us yes that is completely out of our, um, how would you say that? Completely out of our out, control? Yeah, out of, out of yes. our control. Yeah. And we beat ourselves up and we want to hide ourselves and we want to like, yeah. hide it where, and, and it's gonna, for some people, being a pain your entire life. And you didn't even cause it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, just, it's just so crazy to me and then other people get so uncomfortable when you try and talk about it. Mm. I mean, I'm not going around. I mean, this is pretty big deal to be doing this right now. Generally, I don't like walk into a room and be like, this happened to me. Yeah. But, but like, if something comes up for me in my day-to-day -day life, I, I, you know, or something is wrong or I see something or, you know, like, I don't know, like, there are certain things you filter. This is not one of them. Mm. And... It is very interesting because people get all like uncomfortable yeah. and it's like, and it shouldn't be an uncomfortable conversation. It's an uncomfortable moment for the person it happened to. But yeah. the conversation itself is like, well, I, I would almost think that what we need to work towards is um, a place where we can check in, you know, because sometimes things happen to people and and it's completely wrong and then they like embody it and they take it on and they they never say it and then they are stuck in the place mm -hmm. of questioning whether or not it was real or whether or not it was bad mm -hmm. you know and that's a that is such a you know i feel so sorry for the people because i've been there and i understand it that gets stuck there because you don't feel like you can um Talk even about, talk yeah, about it, yeah, you know, yeah. even just mm -hmm. check in, you know, so that someone then can say to you, oh, hey, like, you're not alone in this, or that's not okay, like, to help mm -hmm. you m protect yourself, yeah, you know, totally. so going forward, because obviously, you know, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's part of the message to, like, it's not, uh, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, expressing it, and it's not that there's nothing wrong, it's that you have to actually, 
yes, if you, you want to get out of anything like this, yeah. and that can be all the things, the things like tr let's say any traumatic event or, yes. or things like that, like you, you have to find a way to be able to release it because otherwise it will never... It will never leave. Yeah, it, it'll live but, in the body forever. And, and the, the, everything that is associated to it and um, like the feeling of vulnerability as well, mm -hmm. it's really, and this is where it's crazy to me now, it's like it's really, um, it's not an illusion, but it's, it's what, what are, we're all in the same thing. That's the thing. We're, we're all the same. And if mm -hmm. one day something's going to happen to you, one day something's going to happen to that person, to, and we, we feel not the same way everybody's different, but we can feel the same emotions here and there. We can, we're really similar. Yes. But yet we, we feel that need to hide things and to, if somebody's going to like be vulnerable or just say, hey, like this happened or I felt this way, why do we do we scare what are we scared of, of that and why what do we think is going to happen anyway nothing is going to happen it's something that i realized myself is mm -hmm. that we we beat ourselves up or we we try to hide things but the thing is most of the time like other people don't even really care like most people i mean yeah and and it's but for you it's it's massive because releasing things going to help you yes. and then people going to listen and then they're going to forget and they're going to move on with their yes. their own thing yeah. and and then just like that we there's that thing associated with vulnerability as being like weak or or being oh taboo or like but yes and it's yet not, it's, it's, it's not it's powerful yeah really yeah it's quite it's the opposite it's like somebody that had the courage to say what everybody else is, is feeling is feeling yeah and, yeah and but too afraid to say a hundred percent and i i mean that's why we're having this conversation here right now right like because after today and and no matter what like we will have always had this moment together mm -hmm. and so if we see each other a lot or a little bit it it's a personally it's a for me it will forever be a uh, a bond mm -hmm. and I think that that is so beautiful now on the flip side of it you have people that are so judgmental or so I don't know I don't know what a more eloquent way were to use other than fake but like there's this mask they're always wearing this mask of like you know and then they can't handle mm -hmm. that vulnerability and so they project on mm -hmm. and it's hard, it's very, very hard as the person who is showing up vulnerably to remember that that isn't about you. That doesn't mean that you don't try and find, like I, I always, I'm forever learning how to be graceful, you know, <laughs> like, and so like there is a way of going about communicating something and understanding that sometimes people aren't ready and you kind of have to meet people where they're at and, and there's, um, there is like mutual respect in it, mm -hmm. but it, it shouldn't go so far as one person is hiding or another person is lashing out mm -hmm. um, or berating, you know, and that's a dance. And if you're in, a, if you're in that dance, then like, hey, it's time to go. And that person will either you'll circle back around in your life when they've done their own work or, you know, I wish you all the best and we're not on the same path anymore because you can't carry people yeah, either, no, right? Yeah. But I think it is very courageous to be vulnerable and to have these conversations because, yeah, you're the one person in the room speaking up, but everybody's feeling it, you mm. know? Or having an experience in their lives that makes them feel um, 
an overwhelm of emotion. It does not have to be the same experience, but yeah. but that feeling, mm-hmm. right, is so relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, and the, the, um, you, so you talked about like uh, judgment and mm-hmm. people that can be judgmental. Um, did you is it something that you you struggled with as mm-hmm. well like throughout your your journey uh, yeah or not much was no. it was it no, no i not, definitely you did yeah, yeah i definitely did yeah no i to this day i think um i can be a polarizing person mm-hmm. um i one i'm working on a filter i don't actually think i was born with a filter so generally what i'm thinking or what i'm feeling is what is Uh, coming out. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm in an extreme traumatized state, mm-hmm. then I shut down completely. I totally freeze. Um, uh, which is, uh, you know, those are like intense situations. Otherwise, I like to be, I like to be um, honest, mm-hmm. um, especially coming, uh, like I think it's funny tying in what you were saying about like hiding I think I was hiding a lot of my experiences from the world around me and and even from myself, like hiding from myself, like trying to just like break up with myself. Like I don't know how to describe it. And so it made me more sick. Mm. And and then the sickness is the way I lived my life, right? It's yeah. just like it it's such a toxic feeling. So being honest is kind of like a really key principle in my life. Um, and I like to surround myself with people that I can speak honestly with. Not everybody has to be my best friend, and I'm not talking about my, you know, the deepest things happening in my personal life, but when you come to my class, generally, if I'm having a week where I'm feeling anxious, um, I might share that. Mm-hmm. Likely, I will share that, and I might share a, a bit about why that is, because mm-hmm. I think it can be relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, That's nice. And then... To understand who I am today is to know where I come from. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't really sit down with just anyone and go, uh, I moved out at 15. I was, you know, severely abused. Then I was homeless. Then I was in another abusive relationship. Like, then this happened. Then I was in addiction. You know, all of the things that come with being an addict, you know, you know, selling my body, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, like the, the overcoming of, of so much to then, you know, come to a place of healing. I don't go through that in detail with anybody, but I'm not hiding it either. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to be an advocate is to say, this is where I come from, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I see you in my own ways, I can relate, so that then you, you being whoever, can feel like you're a human too, and you can show up with the pain, yeah. instead of like trying to clean up the mess alone, yeah. when you don't have the tools to clean up the mess alone. And then how do you get help if you're not honest, right? Yeah. You, no one knows how to help you. You don't even know how to ask for help if you can't say, this is what is going on. So... With that, though, comes sometimes a lot of judgments, mm-hmm. right? Because drug addict, pff, street person, trash, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, but it doesn't come, it's not like that. Dropped out of high school, must be stupid. You know, um, the other things that happen, you know, that I did in my life, it, like, it comes with just a lot. I, I am not, I 
I am not made for a conservative person, <laughs> you know, but, um, but I think mm. that's the, the price you pay for the gifts that do actually ultimately present themselves, sure. which is sure. real human connection. Yeah. Well, I mean, to just remember what you said, also probably because like you said, if I understood correctly at the beginning, like honesty is like deeply rooted in, in your own rebuild. Mm -hmm. So like it's probably a pillar of, of you mm -hmm. know, like who you are and, and you can't go around that, which is a good thing, but sometimes the modern world make it hard, but, it, but, it, but anyway, like you said, it's not for too much conservative people. <laughs> yeah. Not saying that conservative people are against honesty and all that no, stuff, but, 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 mean, but like, yeah, I you understand know, what like, you're just saying. Yeah. But, but another thing that is fascinating to me and I realized very late in my, in my life is the uh, judgment, which was also a big barrier for me on like, oh, I can't, what, what are, like, um, caring too much about other people's opinion mm -hmm. um, is, is a complete, it's not an illusion, but it's, it's, it's completely out of your control and, and it's absolutely not your own business, but it's mainly realizing that every, each of us, we have such a unique journey, we have yes. such a unique path, and it's that path that built who we are today and yes. how we're going to react to things. Yeah. So, so how can I let myself affected uh, by that person that I don't know yeah. on what they think about what I'm going to do, say, or express? It's completely irrelevant. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, and it's so unique and so different than how this could be if if i would ha if i would want to have any kind of like interesting point of view on this person's judgment i would have need to be above your shoulder your entire life yep. and in your head to see what you did to see what you you thought and where to, you're coming from and where were you come from to to just okay you know like have any kind of impact and we let ourselves block uh by things that are that are completely it's from it's it's their point of view it's um it, they're expressing something from them. Yes. About them, or even. Mm -hmm. The way you're going to react to things, it's, it's all about you and yes. not the thing you, you react. And really sitting and, 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 and learning that and really embracing that fully, it is one of the things that, that allowed me to really... Um, Unlock your own self. Yeah. And, yes. and, and really go through judgment because it's, like, it's just an illusion. It's something. It's, not, it's irrelevant. Yes. And it's kind of like what you said, like, because what if you did spend all that time on their shoulder, understand what happened to them, understand their thinking? Not, I, I think what it would then create, honestly, if somebody were able to do that, is actually a place of empathy. Yeah. Huh. You know, that's why you're reacting this way. I don't have to carry it, but now I understand you better. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, you know, be well. Because mm -hmm. I think that's the thing is that I don't want to fight with you based on your judgment. If I have to defend myself, I have to defend myself, but my history, it doesn't define me, it informs me, mm -hmm. right? It's wisdom born of experience. Yeah. And would I change any of it? I can't say I would like to have gone through all those experience and do it a second time. Mm -hmm. Like round one, I KO, I'm good with it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, what happens if I change that? Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't have what I have today and I'm yeah. grateful today, mm -hmm. right? 
maybe we don't sit here, maybe you don't do this thing, which mm -hmm. is so poignant and powerful and needed. So, so maybe we, you know, arm in arm, arm in arm with so many other people who are walking this path with us, thankfully, but like maybe we need to be the ones who get so uncomfortable and have the epiphany, the awakening, mm -hmm. so that then we can hopefully clear the path for yeah. the people behind us to, to walk a little more smoothly. And I'm okay with that because somebody, they, they did that for me, you know? Mm. They struggled oh, yeah. for me mm -hmm. so that my struggle could look a little different or a little lighter so that I had some supports or guidance of along course. the way. Of course. Yeah. And in, in any ways, something I uh, think about sometimes is what is the alternative to this? Like, there's no real alternative. Like, we're, all you can do and your, your past and everything, like, there's no alternative. Yeah. Right? So all you can do is take what you have and do what you want before we're gone because we're going to be gone and everybody's going to yep. be done or gone around you <laughs> and we we overthink and we beat ourselves up but like we're just a passenger and we're a glimpse into something so 100%. like it's it's um i mean how terrible it would be if you like ended up at the end of your road whenever that is because we none of us know yeah and you're just like i didn't do a single thing that felt true to me <laughs> yeah, no, oh my god really just, like, the worst that yeah. would be the worst yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it would be the worst because it might seem worth it right now but i don't want to fit in anywhere i don't fit because really even if i'm trying to fit in i don't really to be accepted because i'm trying to fit in means I'm not actually accepted mm -hmm. oh, yeah. to show up as I am find my people and there's I honestly I think there are circles that maybe will will never see me as who I really am never get to know me but people surprise me all the time you know and sometimes I think hmm, yes, 100% I've been judged, but also like I can make up my own stories all by myself mm -hmm. about who I am or what people think of me. Mm -hmm. So I equally have to give people a chance. And the yeah. only way to do that is to be myself. And yeah. then I will take what works and I will leave the rest. Yeah. And be fi being fine with this. Yes. Because we can't like, there's going to be so many people that, that don't like or like, or it's, 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 yeah, it's just, just like, it's uncontrollable. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, there was something from what you were saying, I heard something, it was the top uh, regrets that they, they took, they asked questions to people that were on their deathbed and, mm. and like part of the top tops uh, regrets that people have was uh, wish they would work less and have more fun, wish they would spend uh, less, t less time working and more time with loved ones, mm. wish they would say more often how they felt and more often do what they wanted to do, um, and a few more that I forgot. But, wow. but, but everything is related to like authenticity. Like you, yep. wish, you wish you would have like speak more about your truth or, or do things more that you enjoy yeah. and take, take care more of, of your, yourself. And back to the things you said to the beginning is um, taking care of yourself is, is, shouldn't be something that you just like, quickly do at the beginning of your day. And then because it's what else is, is, is important. Like all the, there's so many things we do that are just 
we do them we don't really even know why we don't really want to do it yeah. like it's just a, and it's just a small part for like the fun or the good or the truth or the and then the rest were just robots doing things i mean not everybody but it's it's uh, there's such a small space to in yes. in the modern world to for the slow down and and the the, the awareness um of how you feel or is it fine totally. like some people don't even like even if like at whatever point you're in your life like just like sit with yourself for a second am i happy do i like what i actually do right now yep because what is the point if not <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like what am i doing are yeah. we going to be gone what am i doing right now if i'm not and stop being like oh i'll be fine in five years when i'll do this when i'll do that mm -hmm. what can i do today to spend better days yes and like it's just it's just the, the, the there's 100%. we don't have anything else than that like if you don't have that you have nothing you have nothing and you know like i get it we can't all go out and overhaul our lives yeah. but like there is ways of inviting mm -hmm. that in. Yeah. Okay, I need to do... Because we get caught up in this, like, I got to get this done, I got to get this done, I got to get this done, or the, the, I'm on Instagram and this tells me that it that I should look like this or <laughs> I should be like this. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, well, that's... But I love that, like, okay, but, like, sit down and go, am I happy? What does happiness mean to me? And, okay, what does it look like? Here's my dream. Okay, so out of my dream, what is actually possible today? Mm -hmm. And it might be, you know, coming to, you know, a one-hour yoga class or going for a walk or sitting and having a tea and reading a book. Like, like I don't know, but I actually think it's not shopping. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's not... Yes, I, I think maybe getting your hair and your nails done or whatever women do these days. Like, but I think it's... it's, it's be, past that so that it's more uh it becomes more intimate mm -hmm. even you know in terms of the relationship you're building with yourself mm -hmm. maybe it's ha sitting down and watching a movie with like i love mm -hmm. family movie night with my yeah. kids and my partner mm -hmm. i just i love that is there any purpose to it do i like half the movies we watch <clears throat> no but i love them mm -hmm. i love what it feels like to have them close yeah. so yeah i think that we need to ask that question you know, I love how you said it. Just like, just like sit at any point, just sit and like have a real deep check-in. What I also think is funny is our most popular class mm -hmm. style here is the one where you basically don't move. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting. It wasn't like that before. And yeah. like in all the years I've been teaching, it was, you know, yin restorative meditation. Like, yeah, they were a thing, but the, like fast forward to today, it's like, the number one most so it says something about where we're at we clearly as a collective need more pausing oh yeah 100 percent. yeah um because yeah because you were saying um like you're, you're like your movie nights and it does it doesn't fulfill um a, a purpose but it but the but we need to see just spending a good moment mm -hmm. a purpose yeah. Because the problem is like modern, this modern society, which is like great for a lot of things, it's awful to um, sit and embrace the fact that sometimes you don't need another other purpose than just spending time where that's going to make you feel good. Yes. Because yeah. also you're going to take you're going to take better 
you're going to have better thoughts, better action when you, you make them from a place where you just did something good. Sometimes just like, yes. it, it, again, what we were saying at the beginning, like uh, sometimes just little, a little thing that's going to make you, that's going to relieve your anxiety and things, it's, it's going to dramatically then impact your life for, for the better. Yeah. So don't be afraid of like slow Taking down and do moment. things. Yeah. When people are first, um, like some of my private clients that I work with, when they're first trying to figure out like how do they like how do i connect with myself because when i sit down to journal you know it, it takes me into a to-do list and if i try and meditate now i'm thinking of a you know so like sometimes stillness can be mm -hmm. really really hard at first and so i always recommend okay why don't you go for a walk and don't have a destination mm -hmm. and 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 give yourself 30 minutes at least be nice if you had longer but give yourself a 30 minute walk where you go someplace where you you don't like rail trail or or park or just choose a neighborhood and you're not set on the end point mm -hmm. so that at some point along the way you are just walking and now there you go because you'll have the moment of to do okay go left go right whatever but at, at some point you'll get to a place where you're just walking and then that's all you're walking and now your brain starts to t tick off the usual thoughts mm -hmm. and goes into a different you start having like a, as if though it was just a conversation that was flowing, yeah. but it's with yourself. And that practice of doing that, you know, if you can carve out 30 minutes every day, we have a lot of time for a lot of other things. 30 mm. minutes for a walk for yourself, you know, I, I should do it more. Mm. Take your own advice, Dolly. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, I think um, it, helps people it helps us get past this way of living which is everything must have purpose no it's like you said purpose sometimes is quality time if i don't sit down with my kids and my partner the i have no connection the purpose of that time is to connect with them mm. right not the what are we watching what are we eating <laughs> You know, like the purpose is, yeah. hey, you need to know I love you and I need to know you love me. Mm -hmm. And we can do that sometimes more profoundly if we are doing it with action rather than with just the statement, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And these this moments, like it's all we truly have, I think. Yes. Like moments in time, it's all we, we truly have. Um, to get back to, to yoga a little bit. Um, how does that, um, so I, what I like about it, even if I'm not very experimented, but uh, I found that it can be a good link mm -hmm. with that thing with people that are very um, overstimulated by yeah. the environment, etc. Uh, sometimes getting into meditation can be very challenging because you really, you don't move and you have to, there's a lot of different type of meditation and stuff, but I, I, I like that yoga can be something that can put you in a meditative s state, but yeah. there's also, there's still like the use of the body. Oh yeah. Uh, and it, it can be a good link and it can be a good, um, I guess, first step into reconnecting and, and, and being in that medita meditative state, state with still having yeah. a little bit of flow of the, of the body. What are your, 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 sorry, I was, no, were you any, what, what are your, um, the favorite type of, of things you 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 teach because you, you talked about a few different mm -hmm. type. 
what are your your personal favorite one and what is the one that you f you you see it the most beneficial for people for let's say general well-being mm -hmm. um yeah i mean it's funny if you put me in a room where i just had like in the beginning it, or when i'm in a place of you know, maybe my life is just a little bit like up here. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the word for that would be, but just like a lot going <laughs> in the like that. Oh. world. <laughs> yes. Like, oh. um, and you put me in a room where I have to be still. I'm I'm gonna fail. In those moments, mm -hmm. I'm gonna fail. In the beginning, if you put me in a room where I had to be still and just sit with myself, like that would have been in in many ways maybe harmful. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm I. I'm not ready yet. Mm -hmm. So then I think that's the beauty of yoga is that there's many different ways of accessing, like you said, a meditative state. And, you know, the, the rise class, which is a vinyasa style, um, is, is flowy and it's a, you know, that moving meditation really. Mm -hmm. And so, because you still gotta, you gotta focus on what I'm saying so that you know what to do with your body. Then you have to focus on your breath. So all of a sudden now you're really, you're on your breathing and you're on your breath. And anytime you go another place, whether you do it yourself or there's a cue that I say, you're gonna be reminded this helpful, you know, guide back mm -hmm. into that place of body and breath and body and breath. and. So it can feel intimidating for some people to go right into a vinyasa style flowing class. It's the same for hatha yoga. Like it, there's movement, it's a little slower. It gives you a chance to kind of like, you, there's just a pacing to it that gives you a chance to kind of acquaint yourself with the shape before you move on to the next one. Um, my favorite to teach and to practice is vinyasa. Mm -hmm. um, and that is because I'm one of those people that's like, you know, a little manic. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I love that about myself because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a tool, many tools now, um, that help me work with who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to not go, that's the number one. That's my favorite. Do that one. I love mm -hmm. that one. But I think eventually the goal is, um, and I really treasure my meditation practices, mm -hmm. um, is ultimately to be able to get to a place of being able to sit still with yourself, mm -hmm. you know, um, for any length of time. Yep. Uh, and I can't sit like if you can sit with yourself for an hour still meditating focus on breath and power to you it has looked like different lengths of time for me at different times of my life yeah. sometimes i've i can do it for an hour other times i struggle to do it for two minutes and that's because life is offering different things yeah. so you have different capacities but i think ultimately that's where where we want to be and I don't, I don't necessarily know if stillness has to be, like I'll just insert this last point because I wanna break away from this idea that stillness, med you know, meditation needs to be so strict. You don't wanna be like fidget, 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 fidget. At some point, yes, that's you, you or your body trying to run away. Mm -hmm. But like, if you need to shift a little bit, you shift. You know, if you need it to not be a quiet meditation and you need it to be a guided like Nidra style where it's like a body scan meditation, mm -hmm. then do that. Like find the one that works 
for you yeah. instead of trying to again slot yourself in a box the point is to get to a place where you can maybe hold space a little bit for yourself without feeling like you do need to go in any which direction you know but we got to start somewhere yeah I liked, um, I don't know if you know, the. Um, it's called open monitoring uh, meditation. Mm, yeah. And it's the one where you just, you just sit and there's nothing to do than working on becoming the awareness of everything that arises. Yeah. Just love this one. And I, I, I love, love that because then, because it's, I think it's a quality that is extremely important then in your life. Mm -hmm. Because it's what we were talking also a little bit, when there's something arises, being able to be aware of what's going on. That's yeah. the first step of being able to then control. And yeah, I love that. And it doesn't need to be, there's really not like, oh, I need to focus and not think, because you can never not think. It's just like, close your eyes, sit, imagine yourself. I imagine myself, when I do that, I imagine myself like kind of above myself right here. Yeah. And I visualize everything, whether it's a thought or it's an emotion or think that comes from behind, uh, from behind, from, from under. Yeah. And it's just like, seeing and allowing it everything just yes. oh i hear this or oh, i feel that or there's that but detach from another point of view yep. you know what i mean and it's it's uh and then you become like it's what they call becoming the observer of or the awareness of everything that's going on because you're not your thought you know what's going on you're not your body you're yep. something else and then you stop trying to do something about it yeah yeah exactly. i love that very just powerful seeing it, yeah because then if something happens in your life, like what a great practice, right? Because then if something happens, it actually gives you a chance to be like, okay, this happened. This make me feel this way. What do, like, what's going on? What do I do, mm -hmm. right? Without being like, must fix or must run or must, it's just like, yeah, yeah I love that. That's powerful. Totally. Um, what do you, what is your second thing except from yoga? Mm -hmm that you do I, I i actually i actually heard you uh sing and, and play the piano <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was really good and thank you and i was wondering do you do is music like another uh thing you do or do you still like do some and what, mm. what and how did you start and, and, and all yes this stuff um i will because honesty is a pillar in my life. I'm terrible at playing any instrument. So if you ever hear me play an instrument, <laughs> that's me making up notes and going, hmm, that sounds good. Okay, we'll just go with that. Yeah. And it is on my, you know, I'd say my bucket list of one time figuring out how to either play piano or guitar. But I mess around a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, because I am a mother now, I'm trying to get my kids to learn how to play music so mm. then I can have my own little band. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yes. That's totally. my goal too. I want to do that too. <laughs> it's working out. You should try it for sure. Um, my son is excellent and he's always up for writing music with me. So I love him so much. But, um, and, and my daughter plays like more rockas or her, or her clarinet, which is yeah. a really good time. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, but uh, yes, it's a big part. I, I will always write um, poetry or songs a cappella and come up with things like that so like I have like a like too many journals <laughs> full of just different songs or poems or even things on my computer um, and like usually if everyone goes to bed I'll still stay up and mess around on the guitar a little bit mm -hmm. and just to kind of get it out and sometimes I you know there's a 
a beginning, a middle, and an end, but mostly it's just a, a way of expressing mm-hmm. um, whatever is yep. happening. And I think that much the same, like I, I sing mantra, um, like chants, I guess would be mm-hmm. another way of saying it, like yogic chants, um, which has been just like a, yeah, such a powerful thing in my life and in my practice, especially in the last few years. But um, singing, the same way, like coming away from yoga, just like writing my own own things. I just feel like the vibration of it and the melody of it, there's something about that. Like when you hum, sometimes that can be really calming. Oh yeah. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, you caught me. That's mm-hmm. another thing I love doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you, you do so you hum like when you play or also when in your meditation and, and stuff like that? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Both. I hum yeah. so sometimes when we like when you're in my class, especially on um one class specifically, there's usually always some kind of mantra or sound making in my classes generally I like to make sounds. Like I like to do lion's breaths where it's like ah or like ah. You know, like, mm. hopefully that didn't spike anything, no, but no. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just really, I, I like that. I mean, we need to make sounds sometimes, you know? Like, I'm, I am a <laughs> full supporter of, like, if you need to grab a pillow and just, like, scream your head off just to release or be in front of your mirror, like, you, you cannot imagine what my partner has seen, me being like, oh, mm. you know, just, like, because I think that, the muscles in the face that come with making vocal sounds or humming is just so uh, therapeutic. But also if I'm working through something like unrelated to yoga, driving in my car, if I'm uncomfortable or I'm working through a thought in my mind, or I think I picked this up from my parents, but like I, I will, you will catch me going, Mm, like mm-hmm. and then I'll sometimes I'll come up with a melody and then it'll turn into me like singing some random song I've made up on the spot but I think it's just I don't know it's like there's a creativity about it which is ex- ultimately all mm-hmm. creation is a form of expression yeah yeah totally yeah yelling is is really good it does release a under underfin yeah really release it's it's a really good thing I yeah. have, I'll just say no, something. Yeah, yeah. There is this one class, sometimes in class we've done it, but I remember one t- night we came in here as a Wednesday night, and I don't know, everybody was just like, you could feel, you know, sometimes there's just a day where everybody's kind of frustrated or feeling like really like they're just tense. And mm-hmm. and it's my job to the best of my ability as as the person, as the teacher in the room at that time, as the person holding space and guiding to get a sense of that and hopefully try and release some of that and so we just started the class we did like this kundalini breath work where we just like move the arms and at the end we screamed at the mm. top of our lungs i can't mm. imagine what the people outside are thinking mm. about um, and we did that three times and you could just feel it dissipate and yeah. everybody was able to so it's very yeah. powerful totally. and you feel you go from a place of anger to feeling silly to feeling free yeah it's yeah. a really totally a release for sure yeah um the 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 humming and the music and it, I mean there's there's things with sounds because we're and especially your own I think your own voice and your mm-hmm. own um, uh, you, the sound that you you can make there's something really um, therapeutic or or that realigns you because in any way everything is just uh, 
the thing we're made of is just a vibration. Yeah. And it's things that like most people don't like pay attention or, but it's, you know, even like objects, everything that is physical, yeah. we're all made of atoms and, and we're all vibrating. Yes. But everything, even physical objects, and it's something that is fascinating also the first time I learned that is that we're made of something that is uh, mostly empty and is mm -hmm. just, is just a, an electromagnetic uh, world in which we're living. So there, there's something, not like um, necessarily to get into the spirituality, there's something that is very... Um, no, very much tangible. About, about sound and vibration, yes. it, it creates things um, with the water also. Yes. Um, and we're made of water, right? We're yes. 60 plus percent of, of water. So, yeah. so there are things uh, about that. And, and we all know, like, sometimes you hear something or somebody s sings or whatever, and it gets you chill. Or, like, there's things with, with sound and vibration uh, that are... That are I'm going to say magic, but it's, it's explainable, but it's, it's, it's very important. So this is why, like, yes. I think the, the humming is something that is very, uh, that can be very, uh, very good for you. Um, totally. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like you said, right? Like, everyone has had this really basic, basic, but everyone has had this really relatable experience where you hear a song and it makes you feel a way. Mm -hmm. and, and not even like the words, but sure, we can say the words, but it's the words, it's how it's sung, it's maybe the instrumental, the, the pacing, the beat, the tempo, all that stuff. So if we've all had that experience with something audible, then that right there, proof, yeah. right? That yeah. it's like so much more. Yes, there's the spiritual component, but it's like you said, it's there's a practical element. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're in a room and the bass is going, mm -hmm. you know, which is why we decked out this place with like in like there's three full on very powerful speakers that like I only turn up all the way when it's just me here because <laughs> I don't want to scare anyone. But like there is something that happens to my body. There's like this, oh, yeah, you know, sure. pounding, and I feel like mm -hmm. I come into. So same with, with the humming, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, just a really beautiful exercise. Also of just like, okay, mm, like get like that practice of like connecting, connecting, connecting. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, completely different, but how was the, your experience uh, building this place? <laughs> yeah, um, it was, like it was a wild ride you know i came to vernon and thought i was going to just teach at a another studio and it was going to be all fine and that didn't really you know work out uh for me for so many reasons conflict of personalities blah 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 etc um and and then i was like that was the moment that i was like okay well, I love what I do, I need to do it. And I, I moved here to be with my partner and my, my two kids are actually my stepchildren, mm -hmm. um, but I love them like they're my own. Um, and, and I'm so grateful I made that move, but I'm a person who also needs her own individual purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, how do I, how, like, how do I exist here, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so that I can stay for, for, you know, I came for love and I want to stay for love, but I also have something else that, that yep. is building my life as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so when teaching at another studio didn't work out, I looked for a space, I looked all over, I found a different space, 
it didn't work out. I'm, I'm super glad it didn't. And then, um, you know, a few more, and then I landed on this one. And that was two years before I actually opened the space. So I had, you know, so many things that I came up against. I came up against my own um, mental and physical health. I was hospitalized for um, my autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. um, which we hadn't yet identified as an autoimmune disease. So um, it's really quite extreme. Um, and then I, you know, my partner was going through a custody battle um, and just like a long winded like so many things, family things there. And then, uh, you know, at that time, like it was really risky for everybody leasing a space, you know, as a tenant, landlords leasing out, you know, cause we had pandemic was like well underway. This was October of 2020 when I came upon this space. Uh, and then there was um, a shortage of contractors, you know, people being sick and then also just supply shortages mm-hmm. and, and inflation. Yeah. And so, and then shutdown after shutdown after mm-hmm. shutdown. So it was, um, I think at the time, if you asked me and to define what it felt like, it felt like it felt really torturous and fleeting, mm-hmm. um, which maybe is a bit dramatic, but it just, it, things would move and then they would just die. Uh, they would just die. And like all my talking with my hands, I'm gonna like punch out this mic. But um, yeah, so like every, it was like I'd, ha- I'd have a dream, it would move forward mm-hmm. and then it would crash and burn. Mm-hmm. And, have, and then we'd pick back up again and then something would stop it. And then we'd pick back up again. And, I f- and, and like that happened, um, so many times, like there's like an exact number, but we had to move the possession date and just my opening date. I think I moved it like f- four or five times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people, cause a lot of people ask me when I first opened, cause I didn't actually start advertising that this was gonna be noble and that I was opening until like just a few months prior. Mm-hmm even though I'd had the space for basically two years. And so people ask me all the time, like, why did you wait that long to like, let everyone know you were coming? And I was like, because I needed to, I wanted to make sure it was true. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have, um, I I, I don't wanna say I have trust issues, but I I don't like saying something and having to take it back, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And at the time I just wasn't really, I was learning how to believe in myself because it asked of me to be, um, it asked me to step into myself in a way I'd never stepped into myself because, you know, being a leader in a moment of time, so to speak, being a yoga teacher is really different than owning your own business. Mm -hmm. And, You know, like, it's mm-hmm. just like, there's just so many things. I, I opened this so that I could teach classes. Now I run a business and that yeah. is like, they're not the same thing. <laughs> no, yeah. They are not the same thing. And, um, and I love my job today, but it's nothing I ever really, mm-hmm. it was not in my mind, if that makes sense. I was just like, I'm just building it. I'm just building it. Um, so it asked me to trust the process and it asked me to trust myself in a way that I had never done before. Mm. Um, and, and I still had a fear of it not coming to fruition. 
um, which felt like failure, mm -hmm. like if it didn't happen. Um, so then I had to face my fear of failure. And then when it did eventually open, I had to face my fear of success, meaning I needed to stop looking around and thinking about all the ways that it, it could fail, yeah. you know, um, which is like such a, like a weird place to be because you're like, you're, you're constantly pulling yourself. Like I literally, sometimes I think I don't need anyone else in the world because like in terms of like to say anything to me because I have like two voices at least, maybe more than that in my mind, just like constantly going at it. And I'm just like, could yeah. you folks just chill for a second? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, wild ride. Wild yeah. ride. Yeah. yeah. But it's and, been beautiful. Yeah. So how long it's been now that it's open? So September 24th of 2022 is when we open. So October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. We are coming up on eight months. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Not even quite. So we're like seven and a bit. Yeah. So still baby. <laughs> yeah. Why, uh, where the name comes from? Why Noble? Mm. Yeah, this might, not a lot of people ask me this question, and it's one of my favorite questions. Um, it's a couple things. One, the space itself is built with um, being as environmentally conscious as one can be. Mm -hmm. So we use noble materials um, throughout. So everything is like, stone, wood, metal. Um, it was really, really important to have, you know, no plastics mm. at all. Certainly not in the construction of the space. You know, I mean, things like, mo you know, internet modems and stuff like yeah. that, like you, unfortunately, you got to compromise. Yeah. But to the best of my ability, even what we sell in the retail shop, it is coming from two beautiful human beings. Um, that the clothing is, you know, basically made to order. It's all environmentally friendly materials, meaning it will, it's biodegradable. It's coming from recycled materials anyways. Um, and you can meet the people that are making your clothing. So there's like a real ethically conscious, you know, environmentally conscious thinking behind um, what I wanted this space, not just to represent, but to be made from. The other thing about noble as a word is that uh, I think you know you can use it almost to de describe I think even when you look it up it like has something to do with like um, like aristocrat aristocrats or like like um, royalty mm -hmm. right um, and yet I think it's actually more about morals mm -hmm. yeah you know I think that we can come from a like a like such a, a moral place. And I mean, moral is such a touchy word for people, but I mean like compassion mm -hmm. and honesty and um, empathy and kindness and um, um, peacemakers. Mm -hmm. Maybe not necessarily peacekeeping. Sometimes, yes, we must defend um, or, or you know, debate, I understand that, but the whole point is to result in peace mm -hmm. rather than in war. Yeah. Um, and I think that those are really, and I mean, the list could go on, but those are really noble qualities mm -hmm. of a person. 
And why can't that then feel, you know, there's this idea of luxury. So I, I, I think my space, I don't know if I would call it like luxurious, but I mean like it feels like quality. Mm -hmm. and, and I think anyone can access that because anybody can be, you know, the, you know, humility, human, human is a, is, um, can be an, can be a noble journey, mm -hmm. you know, living yeah. a human, a really humane, uh, way of being, you know, is a really yeah. noble thing. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, that's, that's good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like, yeah. So behind like the intention and the core values, mm -hmm. core values. values. Yeah. Yeah. In, in a way, like your own story, your own journey, mm -hmm. like allowed you to now like share that, that safe space and share that passion and, uh, with something that, that was literally the thing that, that helped you and that you know, re helped you rebuild yourself yeah. and, and all that stuff. Because it's not something, it's, I'm, I'm not gonna say it's rare, because like it's something that you can see here and there, but it's something very special. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And and um, and it's often like often people can relate to that, can see this, right? Like it, like things that come from the hurt, like passion and sharing and teaching. It's not something you can fake. You can fake. It does not exist because people see through these things. Yes. When somebody does something with with the hurt, um, how how today does it make you feel? And and how people react to that? Like, would you have like a um, an awareness on this, this you, you definitely have, but I just wanted to hear you talk about that, that the, the, the disconnection that you have on that thing that was like so big for you in your life that now you're able to like share it and, and how that, does that connection uh, uh, make you feel and is it something that, well, you're definitely, uh, <laughs> you're definitely aware of, of this. <laughs> Uh, but but how how does that make you feel for for your life generally speaking? Mm -hmm. And you were talking about you needed a sense of of purpose and you, to have your own thing. Mm -hmm. Like today, does it feel like you you're fulfilling that purpose? Like how was um, today this realization uh, impacting you and, and yeah. all around? Yeah, if mean, that makes sense, because it, no no, it, it absolutely makes sense. Um, yeah, I think actually the whole time you were you were talking, I was like. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful question. Um, first and foremost, I think I, what I would say is like, I no doubt know, um, like maybe I'm one of the lucky ones, but I, like this practice like saved my life, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And in all the ways that it's infiltrated my life, right? It saved my life. Um, and I think that that is uh, such a powerful thing for me and why I'm so passionate about it because it wasn't just this thing that I liked doing. It, it whether I knew it or not, continued to be the thing I needed when to, like, to, to carry on. Um, and that expanded as I expanded and, and it expanded me. Um, and how do how, you know, how do I, I mean, being somebody quite, you know, frankly, and like, this is another moment that I could probably get like a little emotional, but mm -hmm. um, like, I cannot say it more clearly when I say that I really thought my life was worthless. Mm -hmm. And somebody put that in my head 
but then that became the truth I told myself. Mm -hmm. Regardless of how it started and how I carried it, mm -hmm. the point is, is that that was the first thing that I believed about me, which was I wasn't going to be anything and I wasn't going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So today, I think, you know, to sit here and have this conversation with you, the whole time we're having it, two things are happening for me. One is, oh my gosh, I talk so much and I <laughs> hope okay. I'm speaking no, clearly. No, 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 it's okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and the second thing is, uh, wow, I can't believe I get to sit here today and have mm -hmm. this conversation, you know, on my favorite thing to sit on, which is a bolster mm -hmm. and a yoga mat in my studio, mm -hmm. in the town that I live in, that I love and I've made connections with a friend, you know, and later on I'll go home to someone who loves me and kids that love me, you know, mm -hmm. and I love them back in return in my own home. Mm -hmm. Like that is as if though, two people, <laughs> like there's two people, like I, like it's, it is the mere opposite like the, the complete opposite of what my life once looked like. Mm -hmm. How do you get from point A to point B? You know, I, I, I can tell you what worked for me and we've talked about that today. But the point is, is that when I look behind me, metaphorically speaking, mm -hmm. I know that I did not believe I would be here. Mm -hmm. I, it wasn't even, I, I, fuck dreams. I, I, this wasn't a dream. Mm -hmm. The dream was, uh, do I even make it another day? And, mm -hmm. and, do I make it another day by my own hand, right? Because at the same time, if I had made the opposite choice, it would have been to not go another day by my own hand. Mm -hmm. And so um, it is the most powerful thing that has ever happened to me to have shown myself with the help of so many, because I don't believe we do anything alone. Mm -hmm. I really believe in oh, yeah. a support system. I really believe in asking for help. We don't always get the help we think we need or want. And sometimes you have to say, no, that isn't the help for mm -hmm. me. Regardless, ask for help and accept it. Um, so none of this happened alone, but to have shown myself, to be showing myself on the daily that um, actually my life has meaning, I am capable I am intelligent, you know, my, my I'm intelligent to me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, however anybody else defines me, whatever. I, I am my, my own woman. I own my body, you know, mm -hmm. like there's so many things, Rob, that I just like, it, that's a powerful thing. It's a powerful feeling. Yeah. And then when people share with me, cause See the, and I, you know, I can, I'll wrap this answer up with this, but like the hilarity is, you know, that the sweetest thing about what I do today is that when people come to me and say that I have helped them or mm -hmm. supported them or whatever, and I get that. I'm, I'm so fortunate to have mm -hmm. a community of people that, that say these loving things to me. Mm -hmm. um, about about how I've been able to be on their journey with them. The hilarity of that is, or, or the beauty of it, because it's not hilarious. I mean, it's, it's funny to me, because like mm -hmm. I don't think they realize that actually, mm -hmm. actually, 
Um, it is so mutual. Uh, they give me um, uh, just so much reason, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. They, they offer me, they trust me with it, their, their bodies, with their hearts, you know, whatever they're willing to share, because mm -hmm. that's their choice. But they come here, they trust me to be trusted. I mean, wow, yeah. you know, what an honor. Mm -hmm. And then, then that says that, hey, I'm that person. I'm the, I'm the kind of person that you trust. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person that you can, like, that you love. Wow, I'm someone, mm -hmm. you know? And that mm -hmm. isn't by how much I have or whatever. Mm -hmm. Thank you for all of these things. But that feeling, that is, an, that is not something you can lay your hands on. Mm -hmm. That is something that you start to embody. And that, that, that rewires the brain mm -hmm. and um, gives me a chance mm -hmm. to keep living my life in a holistic way. Um, you know, and so it's the, the reciprocity in it is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whew, I just like. <laughs> wow. No, that was really good. And um, it also hits you probably way more like regarding and seeing your, your, your whole story, mm -hmm. right? Because also I, I, I believe we, there's a spectrum, right, on how strong you feel things. Mm -hmm. And if the, the deepest you go on one side, the, 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 the deeper you can go on the other side. Yeah. Like I, tr I truly believe that. Yeah. Because, because you, you go from, you, you, you come from more far, so you, you walked yes. more in this, the spectrum of all, all these feelings and mm -hmm. so that you can, it, 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 yeah. I mean, if you experience like intense pain, whatever that means, right? I, I agree, like, doesn't mm. it then give you such a comparison for a sense of healing? Yeah. You know, like, mm -hmm. like I think, yes, I think it amplifies mm -hmm. that, 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 emotion that experience that sensation that you know that that i just think it yeah i think if you i mean today i look at myself in the mirror and i can lock eyes with myself mm -hmm. i can lock eyes with you mm -hmm. that is i could not mm -hmm. do that mm -hmm. those are polar opposites but they live on the same plane almost mm -hmm. right so yes i think it's not easy to get there you know, it's a lot harder to like sink than it mm -hmm. is to, to swim. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and we can, um, or sorry, it's a lot easier to sink than it is to swim. Like yeah. it's a lot easier to like plummet and blow up your life. It just happens so much more quickly than it does to re to build it or rebuild mm -hmm. it. But I think um, that, you know, if you experience one, there is great potential to experience the other. You have to be willing, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, that was really good. <laughs> uh, okay, let's maybe finish with this if we have one more minute yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, how? What would you? What would you say with your experience? If you would just like say something to uh, not necessarily your younger self, but um, 
too, I thought I was going to have a calf cramp. Too, too, um, I have lacrosse balls for people. that. <laughs> what would you say? So, uh, it's, it's going to come. Sometimes I have the, the thing I, I want to say, and it's just like it's just not phrasing like, in my brain. Totally, because like you're trans, I imagine there's like some translation happening too. Oh, like. yeah. Well, I sh I, yeah, I, sh I shouldn't need to really make a translation that deep into this this thing but now it's also because i just come back came back from a trip in france yeah and i just taught french all the way and so i always have like the, the equivalent amount of time just re re yeah, wiring my yeah my brain <laughs> no what i want to say is is uh well just just expressing just seeing your, your story it's something that you know can help and empower uh other people for sure but but what would you say today? It's a, you, you, you talked about it a little bit, but more maybe in another way. What would you say today to um, someone that, you know, is right now completely lacking that, that, that self-worth and doesn't have the faith in, in um, possibilities that, it can, that, that they can, you know, grow into um, a mm -hmm. better person and, and have more and, and rebuild hope and, and uh, uh, reconnecting with yourself. And just that, just like where your point were, like probably you were, where you were saying you couldn't see any, any sense of self-worth and, and you, were, you, you said that you felt like your life was worthless. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of like empowering thing you would say to, to somebody uh, like that that would come to you today and say, well, like, how, how, how did, you, did you do it? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean... In one word. No, I'm just kidding. One, one <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, which one would I choose? Honestly, if I had to choose one word, I would say um, patience. Oh, but yeah. I think it's a two-parter at least, and I'll mm -hmm. give a greater answer than this, but like <laughs> uh, determination and patience. Mm. I, I don't think we come by... Um, I grew up with uh, this saying, um, luck favors the prepared. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, I believe that miracles happen, um, and there's certain things that are absolutely unexplainable, but generally, I, I think, for me... Um, I believe that if I do the work to stand in the right place, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to be seen or get the opportunity um, or, or to understand the situation. Mm -hmm. If I want this over here, but I'm doing nothing and I'm just hoping, hoping that like, a lightning bolt strikes and poof it's you know magic will make it so then I might be lost for a while mm -hmm. um, people have different belief systems in that but when I quit so if somebody's in a place where they don't believe in themselves and they're trying to rebuild that whether it's addiction or um, coming back from any type of abuse or trauma like there's a lot of work it, it's it's really unfortunate because how we got there, the turmoil, the unmanageability, there's probably a lot of people, places, and things that we could blame and, you know, might actually be responsible for part of, if not all of, um, 
the hurt that we then walk forward with and mm -hmm. act out on. It just doesn't really matter when it comes to doing the work to heal. Yeah. It has to be a choice that you wake up and make every single day and then put the effort in and also rest, mm -hmm. right? There is a relationship here. I don't think we do any of it alone. So I would say like, ask for help and take advice. Mm -hmm. Figure out who is, you know, who you can trust. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you only need one or two people. Um, but uh, willing your own way and making all your own choices, you know, and just the echo that we hear in our heads, like I think we, we need out external sounding boards. Um, and then patience, right? Being committed to the process of building your life and bettering yourself is not just a decision you make one day and then you do a few things and presto, like, ta-da, it's all good. Mm -hmm. um, this word trauma, I keep saying it, but it, it reveals itself, you know, you know, defects of character. I'm pulling some of these things from my own recovery process, but like they reveal themselves over time. Like you yeah. can't see your whole self in a day. You, mm -hmm. you didn't lose yourself in a day, right? Yeah. It happened over a course of like a period of time. So it's now going to take time and it's usually an uphill battle mm -hmm. to claim that back, you know? So patience is really, really key um, to understanding that like, you know, sometimes healing happens in these little moments that we would often overlook. You know, we might not even notice as you're just going about it, you know, uh, sleeping through the night. Mm. That was a really big one for me. That was a sign that some healing had happened. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but I didn't even really realize that at the time. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. I look back and I go, oh yeah, I slept through the night wow, that's so huge. I went years without sleeping through the night. So like we are prone to missing things because we're so set on what we think the outcome should look like. Mm. So be committed to the process. Understand it's going to be so hard and so exhausting some days. Rest when you need to. Eat, you know, drink water. Like these are like these basic human things, but they're so easy to like push aside, mm -hmm. push aside. Uh, and then... Um, Give yourself credit where credit is due and, and, uh, and honestly don't give up because each time you want to give up, when you don't give up on yourself, you just showed yourself now, hey, mm -hmm. I'm worth showing up for. And that will stack up and then one day it just ends up being like the, you know, I wake up in the morning and I know I got to take care of myself in this way. Yeah. Um, it will be so rewarding though. It is so rewarding. And I need to remind myself of it still to this day sometimes mm. where, where old stories pop up. But um, as hard as the work is, I thankfully never have to go back and live the way I was living because mm -hmm. that was such a dark place. And today there is a constant um, reminder of like just light like whatever you define that as light, a person, a place, a feeling, a thing, mm -hmm. you know, like there is a constant reminder of light. And so it's hard to stay down now, mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. hard to stay down. Yeah.
you know, and that's a great reward of sticking with the process of like coming from a place where I was like, do I even go on? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yes. Go on. You know, P- please. Yeah. 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 Good. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think these were good words to wrap it up. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that was good. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you yeah. for saying all these things it's not easy you know sometimes yeah well it's it's good it's out there i mean it will be out there (laughs) and then it works it's it's magic and then we keep going i'll message you later be like delete it all (laughs) (laughs) just kidding no no No, this will be great no no it's good thank you thank you can we do one thing yeah yeah okay which is um we'll just close with five breaths yep for sure Find yourself in a comfortable seat, which might not be easy now that we've been sitting for like two <laughs> hours, but like um, and then you'll just close your eyes or you can soften your gaze and choose one point in front of you um, to focus on. I like to close my eyes and then bring your hands somewhere on your body. I tend to bring my hands to my legs when I'm doing this and I place my palms down if I'm feeling like really, really manic. You know, so that's an option. Or if you're feeling fatigued um, or overwhelmed, that's also um, nice to place the palms uh, down. Uh, if you're needing more energy, you know, and the, the fatigue is just coming from a place of just like super, super, um, I don't know, like a, like a state of frozenness, then palms up. And then once you've chosen that, Start to get a sense of your breathing. You don't need to change anything about your breath because first it's important to notice, to become aware before you make any shifts. And then you start to breathe deeply into the bottom of your lungs, expanding your rib cage, a full breath in. And then out your mouth, a full breath out. And you'll do that a few times. And after your third exhale through your mouth, Start to seal your lips and keep that same length and depth of breath, but could you move it now to your nose, inhale and exhale for the next five rounds. Using these last round or two to just scan your body from top to bottom. 
so that you invite in a deeper connection that moves past the physical self, but also into the emotional and the mental self, drawing a, a union between all facets of who you are. A great reminder that you are a complex being, that there's something sweet and simple about the fact that you are one whole person. All these different layers make up who you are. And there's so many ways to walk through the world, showing up with your whole self. So thank you so much for sharing this time with me, Rob. And I love you very much. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Thanks for sharing that too. That was good. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm gonna hug the mic. And that's a wrap. <laughs>